When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. And I'm your other host. My name's Nick. Hey, Adam. Oh, hello. Did Ryan die? Again. Again. this week? Yeah. We got to send him off to get droid guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's at the, the mod, mod parlor. parlor. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know what? Screw that guy because he doesn't play bass. So we got another bass player instead. It's bass players only. Everybody else, all the rest of you move milkers, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Pete Fletzer from Around the Galaxy Podcast. Welcome, bud. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bass player, but I've played in front of like 32 people, I think is my biggest audience at a bar locally. And they were all drunk and happy that somebody was playing music. So it was all right. <laughs> still, still counts. We're, uh, we're still the best instrument. No arguments here on that, man. For Definitely sure. the coolest people in every band. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. That's no, that is sure. true. And clearly, usually Star Wars fans, I think. Yep. So. Hockey fans, <laughs> Star Wars fans. It's funny because the, the Violent, Violent Gentleman uh, Hockey Clothing Company, most of their like band affiliations are with bass players. It's so <laughs> str- It's like such a strange thing. We all fit the mold. There, yeah, there's, there's a personality trope here that we, we all have to maintain. So We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> talked about that a bit. <laughs> On your podcast uh, recently, I was, was it last week? It's only been a week, right? I think we recorded it last week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Talked about the bass player thing and we may have hit on some, some reasons why. So go listen to that if you want to hear us talk about the intersection of Star Wars and bass playing. <laughs> Is one of the reasons uh, why that we don't have that much to do so we could <laughs> use our brain to <laughs> like other things. <laughs> right. We're, we're playing We're playing our bass and we're like, I wonder why did Padme die? Why? Yeah. <laughs> What was it that actually pushed her? Oh, we're switching songs. All right, I'm ready to go. Well, after your song idea gets shut down and you have to just sit there in your misery, you start thinking about, well, Anakin was miserable too. Yeah. I'm just going to go watch that movie instead. Bye, guys. It's a real thing. It's great. So, uh, Nick, you were also on Around the Galaxy when? Yeah, a couple months ago. Sick. Yeah, so here we are. Yeah. It's all come, it's all come around. You know, you, you put the coin in, the ride goes up and down. And around, circular, all good things. <laughs> the podcast family. We're all just yeah. loving Star Wars and love talking about it with people who will do it. <laughs> now that we've been doing it for, what, two years or so, like, we're getting accepted finally. You guys, all you other podcasts <laughs> jumped us in. They're like, all right, you guys are cool now. Yeah. <laughs> we had the <laughs> meeting. We're like, all right, yeah. let's talk about Thank the Maker. What do we think? We've been and made. And then, uh, then we started contacting you. We all started reaching out. We thought it'd be <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, that leads us perfectly, talking about community and getting to know people, into our topic, which is, as you read in the title, Star Wars Celebration. What the hell is it? If you haven't been, we're about to tell you. If you have, you already know the answer, but we're still going to talk about things that you'll enjoy because Star Wars Celebration is amazing, and it's coming up quickly. It's April 5th at the time of this recording. Star Wars Celebration is the last weekend in May, so 
it's already feeling like crunch time. We've got an after party. We've got costumes to make. We've got uh, merch to print. We've got all this stuff. Whether or not you have all those things to worry about, you're probably feeling the same. I haven't even bought a flight. I might drive there from Missouri. <laughs> like, Oh, my goodness. I'm really? feeling it. Yeah, flights are out of control. Expensive. So Yeah, I've been uh, trying to import people to uh come to vegas next weekend because i'm going to see the killers and everyone's like flights are a thousand dollars i'm like (laughs) cool how is that possible they should be like 400 and uh yeah flights are insane right now maybe gas has something to do with it i I have no clue everyone's being priced out of existing right it's true it's so expensive to just like you know exist (laughs) stop (laughs) p where are you again where are you based I'm in New Jersey. I'm in beautiful New Jersey. I was born in Long Island, so I got the Nick connection there. But uh, I've lived in New Jersey since I was five years old. So I'm flying out. I am lucky, though, because uh, I had over the years collected enough mileage points from traveling. So I'm flying me and my son out. And you don't want to hear this now, uh, Adam, but for about 25 bucks with points. Oh, my but, God. That's you know, great. But, geez, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's a rarity. But the whole thing, too, is, yeah, flights are crazy expensive. I, and they're packed. I was I flew to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. And, like, it was like 2018 again. It was, <laughs> you know, every side by side and tight. The flights are tight. But... The key is to find a weird city to fly into. Yeah. Like um, when we went to the Star Cruiser, sorry for anyone who lives in Jacksonville that I just called your city weird, but I, I flew into Jacksonville <laughs> to meet Ryan in, in, instead of flying to Orlando. It was super cheap and the flight was like 80% full. I had a whole road myself. Nice. I just chilled. Southern California, not so many options like that, but it's possible. Like you could fly into St. Louis. And isn't that like Memorial day weekend too? Oh yeah. Did I, did I do the math right? Yeah, it is right. Posed. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm driving 24 hours. (laughs) NBD. Yeah. You'll be fine. I've done that plenty of times, dude. Actually, when we, we'll get onto the topic here in a moment, but, uh, (laughs) when my band moved back from orange County, right before our album came out in 2003 or before we started touring for it, we had to bring all of our cars back the van full of gear, full of, like everything, all this crap that we had amassed over the year that we lived there. So everyone had to drive. There, there were no passengers, really. No, I'm sorry, there were passengers, but not in my vehicle. So <laughs> I was driving the band van by, by myself. I drove for 27 hours straight. Yikes. Like, it's crazy. didn't take a nap, just behind the wheel, 27 hours straight. By the end, like the last, I don't know, 10 miles, when we got into the metro area, we hit traffic. Like we came in overnight straight into morning rush hour. There's like a four or five mile stretch that I have no memory of. Scary, man. Oof. I just like blacked out behind the wheel, autopilot. Wow. I, if there's anything that I could count on, I, I straight up have road hypnosis. Like when mm-hmm. it's not during the day, like during the day is not necessarily a hundred percent. I'm okay. But at night, if I'm driving, I could be tired or not. I start to get really sleepy and it's definitely dangerous. Mm. Like it's the only yeah. thing, it's the most effective way for me to fall asleep is to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> I could lay in my bed and, and try to fall asleep for hours. But if I really wanted to go to sleep, I would just hit the highway. So you're a completely useless band member. Yeah. I can't yeah. sleep. I'm going out for a drive. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Star Wars celebrations. So for anyone who hasn't been and hasn't gathered anything from what they've seen on social media and YouTube and so on, it's a con. It's a convention, just like Comic Con or Dragon Con or any any WonderCon, any of those types. But it's all Star Wars, obviously. 
It's the official Lucasfilm sanctioned con. So it is bigger. And actually, I don't have enough experience outside of Celebration at con going, but Pete, you do. So since you haven't been yet right. to Star Wars Celebration and this will be your first, or Nick, have you been to other? Yeah, you went to one recently, right? I went to WonderCon. I've been to LA Comic Con. What else? Well, let's just, let's kind of like compare stories and, and see if there's anything special specifically about Star Wars Celebration that we could highlight here. You've got normal stuff like panels and guests and so on and signings, but yeah, I mean that. I feel like that's the biggest difference. Is I don't I don't have experience with Celebration prior to 2019, but I mean obviously they debuted Mandalorian footage there. They debuted yeah. the trailer for Rise of Skywalker. I'm not. I believe that sort of thing was normally San Diego Comic Con. I, yeah, I, I don't really remember Force Awakens trailer. Was that Comic Con? Uh, Force Awakens trailer was uh, that was or is that celebration. Th- that was celebration. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that was the Chewie were home moment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bresnikin was on stage. Anthony mm-hmm. Bresnikin was on stage. Yeah. I wasn't there, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on uh, streaming from my office. Yeah. I shouldn't have been doing it. I should have been. Yeah. Working. I guess that was a little bit before my time with understanding which conventions were what. But uh, yeah, I mean that's the biggest difference besides it being all Star Wars is that I think any major announcement will be Star Wars Celebration, and then like the next tier down will be like D23, I would say. They'll, right. they'll announce some things there. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's great because you, I, I in a weird way, everyone there obviously is just 100% Star Wars, but you do get to see the, the contingency of people who that love Star Wars but don't really love it, you know? Like, mm, right. like they're the people who I'll never forget. Like I remember walking by like people a little bit older than me with like fire Kathleen Kennedy shirts on. I'm like, you really are wearing that really? at Star Wars Celebration. God. This is insane. Wow. What a beautiful way to celebrate. I know, right? Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for showing up, guys. So you, you, you know that just in a percentage base, you know some of these people here are the people complaining on the internet. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. But I mean, it's... Conventions in general are such a, you feel the the nerdy, positive energy, which is great. And then just when it's specifically Star Wars Celebration, it, it's just so much joy. It's so much happiness and getting to experience what you love about how, ma- how Star Wars makes you feel. Getting to do that with like thousands of other people is like unbeatable feeling. Yeah, from from what I, I mean, I as as Adam said, I have n- I've never been to a Star Wars celebration, which just it surprises me. Um, it surprises people I know, but it definitely surprises <laughs> me. Um, but the last con I was at was New York Comic Con in 2019, a couple months before the world shut down. And what I remember about that, it was it was massive, much like from what I understand, Star Wars celebration is. But I think the difference that I expect is I was sort of on a mission to find Star Wars stuff. Right. You know, you go by a table and there's some you know, horror stuff and some anime stuff and some, you know, whatever, Walking Dead and Marvel. Um, and then you find your Star Wars thing and you would sort of hang out there for a little bit. You know, Kevin Scott signing. OK, I'm going to go over and talk to Kevin or whatever. But this I'm overwhelmed by the thought of being in a New York Comic Con size event. That's all Star Wars. Like I, I fully <laughs> expect to. You know, spend my children's college fund on, you know, things I'll be taking home just because I'll be like, oh, I need that. And then, oh, I can't live without that. Um, But to your point, Nick, you know, being around people that just absolutely love Star Wars, that portion of, for example, the Internet that we 
that makes it worth being there, mm-hmm. hopefully really outnumbers the people that make it, oh, it not worth being there. And, that, and that's what For I hear. Sure. I mean, I've heard it's been, you know, it's like, it's all, it's all the positive feelings there. And, and, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm excited to be just, you know, engulfed in that sort of Star Wars of everything, you know, and yeah. especially haven't been a fan since, you know, I'm 51 years old. So I saw Star Wars in the theaters when I was seven. I did the work for Star Wars Galaxy magazine in the 90s. I've been podcasting for three years. This is like the culmination of all that stuff kind of happening in one gigantic event. And I, I, yeah. I'm almost nervous <laughs> about it because I'm so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it really does. Uh, you know, I've only been to one and I remember it going on sale and I was like, wait a minute, I love Chicago and I love Star Wars. This is going to be like amazing. (laughs) Like I went into it just knowing I was going to have so much fun. And it honestly, the whole experience like exceeded what I thought it was going to like. It was just so, so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited to feel that way again. And honestly, I am still chasing that feeling and I've gotten it here and there over the past couple of years. The pandemic obviously got in the way, Mm. but that feeling, that amount of joy for five days straight legitimately like fueled my tank for years to come. They put Star Wars Celebration 2020 on sale, like within, I want to say, somewhere between a week or a month after Star Wars Celebration 2019 ended and it sold out, you know, like people were just like, yeah, that awesome thing we just did, let's do it again. Yeah. And they announced it at Celebration 2019, or at least where it was going to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know, there's been rumors that it's going to be like an every other year type of thing. I don't really know what the deal is now because it's what happened with the pandemic, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, such a good time and like i said i love chicago so much so like that really just helped kind of me have like almost two different trips where it was like Mm. all star wars all day and then me and my buddy stayed in wicker park which was not near the convention center just because i know chicago so well i'm like i'm not staying near the convention center i know that's (laughs) where everyone wants to stay but like i'd rather stay in a way cooler and like hipper part of town to like eat and drink and then just uber to the convention center because there's not much around convention centers so i'm stoked i'm glad it's coming up and uh finally got a cosplay to, to wear i mean i one of the highlights of celebration last time was was me taking pictures with all the cosplayers like that really yeah. was yeah. so much of the fun was just seeing amazing costumes and then just taking pictures with people it's so cool so that's something that i the idea of cosplay and what cosplaying at a con entails like what the expectations are for the cosplayer and and the folks who want to take pictures of or with them and interact and so on was completely foreign to me in 2007 as big of a Hmm. star wars nerd as i've always been that wasn't a time in my life where i had discovered this level of fandom quite yet you know i i (laughs) there was a, a huge resurgence of of my personal fandom in star wars but i mean like i found out about star wars celebration the week of in LA. This was Celebration 4. I had moved to LA a month before that and I was like, oh, there's this Star Wars thing. Like, I'm going to go to that. Cool. I bought tickets day of. I just went and I just like wandered the main floor with all the vendors. Didn't know anything about what was going on in any of the halls. Hmm. Didn't, if there was a podcast stage, I didn't know about it. I just, I knew nothing about cons. (laughs) So when I would see people in costumes, I wouldn't even approach them, you know? (laughs) And it was also like, you know, that was the year the iPhone came out. So it's not like everyone had 
their phone with a camera all the time. So it's yeah, not like yeah. I could see a lot of people taking selfies and say, oh, I can do that. <laughs> you know, so I just didn't get it. But then by 2019, I had a better understanding. A good friend of mine that I went with, you know, Kurt, producer Kurt, listeners may know, he went in his full Boba Fett costume. I had a kind of a, a cobbled together Jedi costume. So we did it up a little bit. You know, I, it was his handler for the day, you know, with <laughs> photos and all that kind of stuff. But um, now, even more just in the past couple of years and going to Star Cruiser and things like that, I'm like overwhelmed. I'm kind of like you, Pete, the same thing, like just nervous, almost like, oh my God, if we don't maximize every second of these four days, yeah. I'm going to be kicking myself, you know, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm super, super excited because we know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And part of this episode right here is to kind of give people an idea of what to expect if you're going for the first time. And it is four days. So we could, you know, the stuff for, if unless your main goal there is to like buy things, you probably have to do that soon, just in case things aren't available in the you know, third or fourth day or whatever, but the experiences and all that type of stuff. I mean, my biggest takeaway was really just the camaraderie was meeting Mm -hmm. people. That's Mm -hmm. where I met like the resistance broadcast and made other friends here and there. So yeah, I mean, that to me is like the biggest takeaway is that sort of thing. But like whether or not you get into panels and whatnot, like a lot of your time might just be like hanging around, but in like the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's definitely space strewn over four days for you to like do everything you need to do. I got kind of lucky. You, you mentioned uh, that the the tickets went on sale in 2019, the week after or within weeks after. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm not going to miss another Star Wars celebration. I was actually in Europe and I had to, I actually watched the rise of Skywalker trailer on my iPhone in an airport, which is not the best way to experience the trailer Mm -hmm. for your, you know, your favorite franchise. So I bought tickets. I bought four tickets. I was going to take my wife. I was going to take my daughter. I was going to take my son and it was going to be me. We were going to go two adult tickets, two kid tickets. And of course, you know, within a couple <laughs> months, my wife was like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really want to be spending four days in Star Wars world. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. You stay home, do whatever you want, you know, hang with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and But my daughter was still ready to go. My son was still ready to go. Well, in the two years since then, uh, my daughter has become a 12-year-old tween and it's like daddy i really don't want to be doing the star wars thing all day which you know broke my heart a little bit that's okay so here's who's going it's going to be me my nine-year-old son and my 75 year old father who introduced me to all this stuff so what makes (laughs) this so great is i get to it's it's sort of like a happy accident because i'm going to get to spend the star wars celebration days with three generations of fletchers right we're all going to just be hanging out and you know my son's excitement my dad is going to be excited he's a huge nerd but the best part is he's 75 she he's nine like at night they're going to want to go back to the hotel (laughs) room service and go to bed and i got built-in babysitting so i can go to you know the mosh eisley i can go to uh to the uh the the disney after dark and uh, hang out with people so to your point, Nick, the, the concept of being able to meet and hang out with everybody is really why I want to go. And yes, I can't wait to see the panels and the signings and the photos. And, I, you know, I don't even know what to expect for all that and how that's going to be. But I'm excited to just hang out and, and you know, meet you guys in person, you know, and, and say hello. And all these people who we've gotten to know over social media, because that's been our life for two years. And this real life experience of being with all these people who we've shared 
just this excitement, you know, over the last, we, you know, we were all online when, you know, Book of Boba Fett hit and that was our only way to experience it with each other. And when Mando hit and all the announcements and things. So to be able to do all this live in person with everybody again, is just, it's magic. And it's so needed after all this time. It just feels like oh, we really need this. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the format and what to expect in terms of where to go aside from the main hall, you know, aside from like the giant store that is the main hall with the <laughs> vendors, uh, what to do aside from just looking at things and kind of how the four days pan out in terms of attendance and what the themes are. So um, it is four days, Thursday through Sunday. And Thursday and Sunday to me are kind of like, Thursday especially is kind of just like getting in there, getting a feel for things, not a ton of people dressed up necessarily. There aren't a lot of um, panels or events, but there are signings every day. You know, there are appearances like some, some folks who, some cast members will do the full four days. Some will only be one day. Hmm. So you, you may have some stuff to do. You may have some, you may have an itinerary on Thursday, but you can also just kind of walk around and just feel the thing out. Sunday's kind of the same thing, but it's winding down and it's like the worst, you know, last Sunday of summer feeling that you'll ever feel <laughs> as the whole thing is just coming to an end. Well, what's funny and speaking on that, like I, I always describe some sadness, some sad public event as like Monday morning in Vegas. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you, you go to Vegas for a weekend, you go Friday, Saturday, and you're like, I'm having so much fun. I'm staying until Monday. But everyone else leaves on Sunday, basically. Yeah. So you think you're like, I'm going to keep this weekend going and I'll party all day Sunday too. <laughs> and I'll leave Monday. And then Monday morning, like everyone's just like, what, where, where was I? What's going on? And the last day of celebration does sort of have that feel like people kind of, I mean, here's the biggest difference. Let me backtrack a little bit. Chicago celebration in 2019 was five days long. It was Thursday to Monday. Mm, yeah. So yeah. that Monday was like half full, kind of this overall sense of we're here looking for fun, but there's nothing fun. There's only stuff to buy <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So I don't know that because they cut out, they, they it's only four days this year. Uh, it'll be a little less of that feeling, but there was a Monday feeling to celebration in Chicago. <laughs> that was very much so like, Hey, the party's not over yet, guys. Right. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. Okay. It's over. Let me just okay, go I'm a loser. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, Black series real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, the main hall, like we mentioned is just a lot of vendors and it could be someone, you know, as small as like a, a single person who makes pins to like a big, you know, like Hasbro, they're having a giant booth with new toys that they're that they're debuting or that they're announcing or whatever, things to play with, things to buy, um, you know, just all kinds of different stuff like that. And I think there are, at least in Chicago, there were two main halls, one that was like straight up stuff for sale, like booths with things for sale, and then one that was more exhibition style, right? Mm. Does that sound right? Sure does. Including like um, a full-size TIE fighter, <laughs> a full-size X-Wing, a full-size... Um, Imperial tank, well, what do you call it, from Rogue One, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, with those troopers. So a lot of stuff like that. And then you've got the, the halls adjacent to the main hall, which would be for panels. And some of those would be where the folks actually get up on stage. You know, you've got a long table and you've got the cast of The Mandalorian or, you know, the writers of so-and-so. And someone's hosting that. They're asking questions of, of the folks on the panel. There's an, you know, Q&A from the crowd sometimes, things like that. But there are also halls that just play that, to just project that on a giant screen. So mm -hmm. even if you can't make it into the hall to see, you know, Filoni and Favreau talk or something, 
you can go in another hall, which you, you have to get tickets or passes for or whatever. You have to register for that, join lotteries and things. Yeah. That was a lottery system last last time. I got the only actual panel that I got to go to that like I won the lottery, funny enough, was Galaxy's Edge panel. Like Galaxy's Edge oh, wasn't nice. open yet. So I was able to see that uh that panel live, but I didn't get anywhere close to a Rise of Skywalker panel, but they were just playing kind of like what you were saying, like they'll just have a separate like runoff room where mm-hmm. they're also showing the panel. Like basically you're just watching TV in that room. Yeah. But Rise of Skywalker was like such a giant announcement that I was in like the main hall where the stage was like the Star Wars show stage and they were just showing the panel there also. So, so everyone can see it essentially. Yeah. And that is tens of thousands of people. How many people are at celebration? 20,000 people. Let's just say, I don't at know. At least. Yeah. Everybody who was at celebration was watching that, you know, like whether they were in the actual panel or another room that was streaming the panel or at the Star Wars show stage you could hear a pin drop while that panel was going on because everyone was paying so much attention to it. And then the legitimate, I have it on video inadvertently. So I was, I was filming the screen when they were premiering the trailer. And at some point I kind of just stopped paying attention to where my phone was facing. And I inadvertently Mm -hmm. have a stranger doing a reaction video on (laughs) my phone because (laughs) the camera is filming him <laughs> and it's the most it's the best most pure thing ever in the world i'm like this is actually better than me filming the screen that the trailer's on i have this <laughs> this person next to me is like reaction video and it was it's such a good video so basically you get access to be able to see anything whether you make it into the main halls or not you still get the opportunity to to see it all yeah well your point though about um just getting this genuine reaction from someone and just the the joy of being in that moment mm-hmm. to me highlights how cool it all is and how meaningful it all is, whether or not you're in the room with the actual panel mm-hmm. participants, with the actual cast members or the writers or whatever. Totally. Because yeah. I, with Kurt watched the rise of Skywalker trailer from the back of one of the adjacent halls, just showing the feed and still just like bald, like a baby. And like yeah. every other second had a, a massive smile on my face because I mean, it's a giant room. It's not like you're sitting at the table with them regardless. So it was like I was watching it for real, and it's a huge screen. So you've got that. And I think for those big panels, those those are where you'll get a few rooms doing it. Some of the other ones, I don't think there's a live feed. Yeah. You know, especially the podcast stage that, you know, there's a there's a hall for that, which none of us are going to be on. We're all a bunch of rejects. Uh, we got our rejection letters today. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. we were cool. We are cool. That's why we're going to throw the best after party ever. (laughs) Speaking of Mosh Eisley, it has been announced. Tickets are not on sale yet. Maybe by the time you hear this recording, they will be on sale. I'm really trying. I'm really trying to get them on sale this week. Really trying. Go to, uh, you know, go to our social media and and find information about that. If you want that, it's going to be a great after party. It's going to be a chain reaction, which is in Anaheim. It's an old like punk rock club that we... We've all played back in the day. My first show ever in California was at Chain Reaction. So mm. for sure that I played in California, that'll be a good time. It's like an emo night, Star Wars themed. 
Star Wars themed clothing is required. You don't have to be in full costume, but mm-hmm. some kind of yeah. Star- explain the the the. the Star- reco- do you have to be in costume or is it t shirt available? Like, what's the what's the rules, man? I'm just gonna say it's something that says Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> We can't enforce it. That's very aggressive uh, terminology <laughs> yeah. that is on that poster. We might want to look into that. Required is. I mean, uh, I was I was worried. Like, if I was going to have to go buy a, another costume, I don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, no, when we make cool. an official it, announcement, we should maybe not say required because that's just going to have people have answer, ask questions. <laughs> yeah, we'll say very strongly encouraged. A lot of anxiety to go to a party. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's that, and that'll be on Saturday night. Let's um, let's see what else. Yeah, I guess it's just those few like oh, there's there are halls where there there'll be big exhibitions like um, there's a Droid Builders Club that I'm pretty sure every year has a hall where you'll see a bunch of astromech droids, a bunch of gonk droids, stuff like that. <laughs> there's a Five Hundred First meetup, I think an official one, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got various booths with exhibitions like Steve Sansweet has a Rancho Obi Wan booth. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean. It's many booths. It's huge. There's there's <laughs> normally like a pretty substantial tattoo section, like tattoo artists yep. doing tattoos, doing tattoos. Is that the proper terminology? Tattooing, doing tattoos. Ta- Tatooine. I, you know, it's I, it's, I. So I, it's funny. I don't have a tattoo, and I'm like, if they're if I'm gonna do it, that would be the place to do it, right? Are they good? Yeah. Are they good artists? Do you know? I mean, yeah, I, usually. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I worry about. I that. think so. <laughs> the little bit I know about this, because I think I know one, maybe two people. There, there is an approval process for tattoo artists to actually be like official Lucasfilm, like Star Wars tattooers. So I assume everyone at. Star Wars Celebration is approved. I do know one, if not two people. I know there's one, uh, the the woman who did my Rebellion and uh, Empire logos is like an official Lucasfilm like tattoo artist. Well, everything else is bootleg, just so you know. <laughs> Every other Star Wars tattoo out there. So is I, I shouldn't like go down the alleyway. We we have the short lines over here. If you yeah. if you don't want to wait, you might get sued. Come on outside, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if if you are gonna get something there, I would get something really small because yeah, yeah, you know it doesn't feel good before, in during or after, and being at a convention you be in all day pain for four days while you're yeah. there, yeah, yeah, it's just uncomfortable and the bandage and all that. I think I'll just go admire it. Maybe I'll go and be inspired yeah. for what I'll do when I get home. Maybe that's a yeah. better way to go. And then Nick, you mentioned the um, the Star Wars show stage, which is kind of dead center. And mm-hmm. is it in the the exhibition hall or more, the more vendor hall? Yeah, that was like the main. They, they usually do a little bit more of the like you know second or third tier guests kind of. But mm-hmm. I mean, they uh, I take that back actually because I'm pretty sure like Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac were on that for yeah. like a second. Uh, at some point during that weekend. So yeah, that's part of the main exhibition hall. Ashley Eckstein was up there. Yeah. So amongst all the stuff to buy is usually the Star Wars show stage. And then there's an entire section like, you know how a a main hall is in a convention center where they've got those giant dividers that are essentially like huge curtains or like wall panels that they slide out on rollers to divide into smaller sections. Mm -hmm. Essentially like an entire section was just signings, you know, so there's like Mm. a couple dozen tables, I guess with, you know, a really extensive line system and, you know, then you've got time slots and all that stuff to, because you buy a ticket to go get something signed or get a selfie or whatever. And then you line up at that specific time. It's pretty efficient, but it is like, you know, it's like standing in line for anything else. So that takes up a lot of space, but Mm -hmm. I mean, already the, 
the guests that they've announced that are doing signings, it's it's pretty huge. Yeah. yeah. 2019, I was like holding out for Mark Hamill and it never happened. And now I'm, I, I would question whether or not I want to do any of the signings because if I got to meet Mark Hamill with like a plexiglass divider between us, I'm like going to yeah. not be happy about that. Uh, and as of right now, there I think there is a mask mandate at the convention as of now. So yeah, and vaccination proof required. Yeah, so I'm gonna assume that any of these meet and greets, like I've seen other comic cons, have like legitimately like a plastic plexiglass divider between people, and then other ones don't have it. But yeah. I'm gonna assume that that mask mandate, which may maybe it goes away, I'm not sure. But if there's a mask mandate, I think they're probably gonna like protect the the talent. Yeah. And have a, a piece yeah. of plexiglass between you. So, man, I really want to like be able to shake Mark Hamill's hand and yeah. know, talk to him for literally five seconds. But we'll see. I think that that definitely has an effect for for me. Like if I'm going to wait in line to do sort of like a a, a, <laughs> a prison visitation with yeah. somebody, yeah. it just it doesn't <laughs> doesn't feel right. To, I mean, yeah, but. I say that now, but there's probably going to be somebody and be like, I got to, I got to do it. I got to do this one. This is yeah. the one I got to do. So, well, I'll ask both of you, who would it be? Mine would be Mark Hamill. And I would say Daisy Ridley. If those would be the only two, I'm, I'm not even thinking that Harrison Ford would do it. So that's not an option. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I would say no Mark way. Hamill and Daisy Ridley would be the, the only two I would pay. Like I'm going to say opening at $300, I would say. Yeah. Like the lowest it would be. I'd pay that for Mark Hamill in a second. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think it would have to be Mark Hamill for sure. Yeah. I would, you know, with the plexiglass thing in, in the mix, that that's a thing. But yeah. like, I don't know, like handshakes even, I, I'm so weirded out by physical contact now after the pandemic, I'm just conditioned to not even shake anyone's hand anymore. So mm-hmm. that's not a thing, but I would definitely pay and take advantage of the plexiglass, pay to meet Hay- Hayden Christensen and either yeah. write on like a transparency myself or bring a dry erase marker and write on the plexiglass between us, the lies of the Jedi, and then get a photo where he could see through it to see me. Nice. And that would play out as a good joke. I like that. <laughs> no one laughed at my joke. Uh, but I like it. <laughs> all right. But um, yeah, maybe Daisy Ridley. I don't know. I met Carrie Fisher in 2007 and that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Just mind-blowing to think about the fact that that happened i don't have a picture yeah, that's but just to confuse her should we pay to meet ashley Eckstein? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like we paid this time what are you doing you should be like i heard yeah. you on thank the maker you were amazing <laughs> 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 i mean i was i was lucky because when i was doing the star wars galaxy stuff in the 90s i got to speak to anthony daniels and kenny baker and dave prouse and all those guys so i have all their Autographs, and the funny thing is, it was you know like in a high school gym in New Jersey because the you know these things weren't yeah big at the time. But I'm yeah, I think it would. Ha- I probably you know John Boyega would be cool too. I think he would be really a cool one to meet. Yeah, probably it would be tough because he'd, he'd enter my top three. I'd put Boyega at number three. For yeah, sure. I would definitely say Mark Hamill at the top. But yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's easy for me to sit here and say I don't know that I would necessarily pay for anybody's autograph at this point. But then again, if you're there and you see it, and honestly, I'll be there with my son. So if there's somebody there from Clone Wars, because that's his Star Wars, that's like, mm-hmm. that's his thing, Bad Batch and Clone Wars. 
if there's somebody there, he he said to me, he goes, I want to meet the guy who plays Cody. He doesn't realize that it's tomorrow <laughs> yeah. or it's well, well, actually, Cody and in, in the TV is D. Bradley Baker, which I would I I I'd pay to meet him probably as long as it's not the three hundred dollar one. Yeah. No offense, D. Bradley Baker, if you're listening, but it's so hard. I mean, I just feel like the whole autograph line thing is is different now. I I don't know yeah, why. I guess sure. maybe it is the pandemic thing. Yeah. And I wonder if that'll impact prices. Yeah. You and McGregor, hundred percent. Mm. I, I pay five hundred bucks yep. in a second. Yep. There you go. Yep. And uh, <laughs> all right, there it is. <laughs> I would almost, I would almost think that he would be more expensive than Mark Hamill. I think you're right. Like that's really that's a big one. Mark Hamill is very specifically Star Wars, and like you and McGregor is much more than that, and a little yep. bit more like contemporary. I would almost say like if there was like a percentage difference, I would say like at least twenty five percent more yeah twenty five percent more than Mark Hamill. Yeah. And I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think That's that amazing. would be a good one to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tamara Morrison would be the last on my list for sure. Mm. Just because he's awesome. I just love that dude. He's so dope. Rosario Dawson. I totally forgot I'm I'm thinking movies. I totally have not yeah. thought about Mandalorian yeah. or I don't know. I don't think I want to meet her. No. I want to keep her like separate somehow. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some people like I just don't want to I don't want to break the mystique, you know? <laughs> And she's yeah. on that list. Gotcha. So what kind of, what panels do you think there's going to be? I think we might have talked about, started to bring that up. Um, what we expect from panels mm-hmm. this time around because of what might be on the horizon. There's going to have to be an Obi-Wan panel. I would assume right? so, yeah. Probably on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll talk about what happened in the first couple episodes mm-hmm. and what's to come. So we got that. I would say Andor for sure. Mm-hmm. Mando season three for sure. Yeah, I would actually say for sure a Star Cruiser panel. Oh yeah, because they did yeah. one for Galaxy's Edge last time, and that was before it was open. But I, I would assume that a Star Cruiser panel is going to happen. Remember, there was that uh, Galaxy's Edge little preview spot—not mm-hmm. a booth, but like an area where they had little chunks of what Batu would kind of look like. And yep, did they have that diorama thing that they uh, the yeah, map yeah. sort of? Yeah, that got me pumped. So well done. That was effective. Do you think there'll be any major surprises? There's been a lot of kind of like sort of rumblings online about sort of a quote unquote secret series that's being either discussed or filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we're going to get anything that we we have that wasn't on the big board when Kathleen Kennedy did that a couple of years ago? Uh, that would be cool. The one thing I've seen that was on the big board was a Lando something or other. And uh, that yeah. I've seen people start to chatter about. So we'll see. The rumor that I've heard, and again, we're not a rumors podcast, but here we are talking about it. Some kind of secret animated series, right? Yeah. Yep. Having to do like directly tied into the Skywalker saga. Correct? I think so. There, there was something too. was it like somewhere in Europe, like had some sort of like marketing thing that said like Bad Batch season two, something, something else. And then something called like Tales of the Jedi or something like that. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, there was. I want to say. It was, if I remember correctly, it was, um, it's like a holiday gift or something that listed yeah. a couple things. And there was Tales of the Jedi in there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we could get an, and this is without even sort of pondering rumors, but we could get an animation panel where they then sort of spring on us, you know, where Bad Batch 2 is coming and whatever time yeah. that is now. And mm-hmm. Droids is coming because we know that's coming or Droid yep. Tale or whatever that's called. And then maybe that's where they say, and for those of you who are fans of whatever, Tales of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. and I say whatever because I don't know if it's going to be 
current time, you know, uh, sequel time, or if it's going to be, you know, maybe even uh, High Republic time. So that mm-hmm. would be kind of cool if they just kind. I can see them dropping something there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring up, but I mean, is High Republic you think big enough of an entity for a, a panel? Uh, they have five. They they have all five authors. Uh, they announced true. they're going to be yeah. there. Yeah, so very true. There'll be definitely a High Republic panel, mm-hmm. and I I can imagine that being one of the smaller ones in one of the smaller side rooms. Yeah. Speaking of things like that, I went to a, there was, I know there was a talk and then there was a kind of like a, a workshop with Doug Chang, Mm, like a a concept art workshop that was really small, like a few hundred people. Mm. And he got out his iPad and talked about how he goes about coming up with concepts and just jotting down things that he used to do on like a pad of post-its. He now does on an iPad mini just at the airport or like in a cab and everyone was encouraged to bring an iPad or, you know, pencil and paper or whatever, and just draw along with him. Hmm. And it was so dope. It was like, it was almost like a tech demo because he really talked up the iPad. But at the time Hmm. I worked at Apple, I can say that now. Um, And I was teaching workshops on stuff like how to start drawing on your iPad with Procreate or whatever. And I felt like I was watching an Apple session Hmm. because he just, he really talked it up. And the way, the way he talked about it, he was like, I mean, he's just like the sweetest sounding dude ever, but he was like so enthusiastic and it was a killer vibe. And he was just there. I like walked in and he was messing with cables, trying to get plugged in. I was like, what's up, Doug? And he's like, oh, oh, hello. You know, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming, man. Just like so gentle and awesome. <laughs> so there are little things like that, that for people who are big fans that are as deep as we are, it's massive. Like that was yeah. maybe the coolest moment of the whole thing to me. So I can see getting something like that or of uh, kind of of that level in one of those smaller rooms. Having been to these in the past, and again, I haven't been, is there, would you say that some of your best moments were sort of things that just sort of happened on the side or unrelated to the big announced areas, you know, some of the, those things? I mean, the, the they're the more like, they kind of create this like base layer of joy, I feel like, is all these other mm. smaller moments. Like me and my buddy were looking for, before we like checked in for the day, we were looking for coffee nearby the convention center. And uh, one of those hotels had like a Starbucks inside or whatever. And uh, we ran into Aaron Kellyman there and we were like, mm. uh, is it cool if we take a picture? Because <laughs> you definitely, if I go and ask you for a picture inside, it costs a like $150. Could it be take one here? She's like, oh yeah, for sure. So that would like, there's random little things like that. And you know, you're yeah. going to see some like, I don't know, I don't want to say like minor celebrities, but lesser known celebrities or at least like personalities, you know, like people yeah, you're yeah. going to want to be like, oh, I enjoy your, the Star Wars show or I enjoy whatever, you know, like right. there'll be yeah. things like that, that you run into people, which is, it's just fun. It's just yeah. a lot of fun. There are also a few um, unofficial things that happen every year that are big, make a big impact, like the the running of the hoods, yeah. <laughs> the Will Row hood yeah. thing. So the the character in Empire who's running in the orange jumpsuit with the ice cream maker that mm-hmm. then became the the Camtono in the Mandalorian, that kind of safe thing that looks like an ice cream maker from the seventies. Mm-hmm. There are like dozens, if not a couple hundred of people dressed up in that costume that all, all of a sudden, you know, at at a preordained time run through the whole convention center as if they're that character running in empire. (laughs) It's hilarious and amazing. You'll definitely want to get a picture of that or see it. 
And then there's a, there's, there's a big 501st March mm-hmm. that uh, it's, you know, all Imperials. There's a big Mandalorian meetup and, and there's all this kind of unofficial stuff that makes the experience so much bigger that even though this is a sanctioned Lucasfilm thing, they don't organize that stuff. It just happens and it's, right. it's magical. The, uh, one of the funnier stories uh, that really just came full circle in the last uh, six months or so is, so when I first walked into uh, Celebration 2019, I kind of immediately went directly towards like the Hasbro area and wanted to mm-hmm. check out Black Series and all this stuff. And they kind of have these big like life-size um, vintage card backs where you could stand as if you're the figure. So yeah. I was taking a picture there and there was like five or six Boba Fett's around. But one of the Boba Fett's that was standing around, like a cosplayer, was the colorway of of very specifically the Kenner toy, which was obviously not what he looked like in the movies. Right. So I took a picture with that person. They stood there like a like a figure, you know, like arms at the side, like just really like very stiff. Right. A couple of years passed, whatever. The person who built my Obi-Wan commando mandalorian costume is that person it's now my friend nino he was like i'm i don't know if he's the only person who has that kenner styled cosplay right but he i remember when i was talking to him while he was doing my build and he's like brought that up and i was like oh yeah i took a picture with somebody wearing that at celebration and i went and found the picture (laughs) he was like oh yeah that's definitely me oh wow so very strange but you know, three years later, he actually was the person who built my <laughs> built my uh, Mando costume. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, let's um, let's start to wrap this up here. Like we said earlier, it's, this was originally scheduled for 2020. Got pushed back, of course, because of the pandemic. What I'm wondering, and we talked about this a little bit before, is whether or not we'll get another one announced next year. Because mm. it, when it started... First one was in 1999 to promote episode one. They then did one in 2002 for episode two and 2005 for episode three. And then they went to kind of every other year once they kind of settled into it, I don't know, a few years later. But since it was such a huge hit in 2019 and they announced the next one right away, you know, barring another pandemic, I would hope that we go to an every year thing because clearly it's going to sell out without any issue. Yeah, I wonder if that just has to do with, like, is there stuff to promote? So if there's stuff to promote, I would assume it could go and do, they could do every year. So if it's, you know, with Disney Plus being what it is, and I feel like they probably have a million things on the docket of shows or whatever, I think they could do it. I I think that's really the biggest thing. This is like the biggest piece of like marketing that Lucasfilm could create. Because you have, again, let's just say 20,000 people minimum mm. who are all going to be there excited and posting about it. So besides the press that picks up any new releases or any stories that come out of the weekend, you have super excited, like ultra passionate fans that are going to be like all over social media, just praising Star Wars for a month after Celebration ends. So I, I think it could be every year. I just... I. uh I think it kind of depends on content. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and for sure, it's a revenue generator as well, purely from the event itself. I mean, the mm -hmm. four-day ticket, I can't... <laughs> that's the best thing about having bought it in 2019. I can't remember what I paid for it, but I know it was yeah. a lot. <laughs> no um, clue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is a revenue generator. And I do think, and, and Nick, I think you're on to something as far as... It depends on what kind of content. I feel like we are in sort of a the next... Well, this year, next year, and probably the year after, we're probably in a pretty heavy cycle of Disney Plus shows. This whole Mandoverse thing, I think, is going to come to some sort of conclusion. And then mm -hmm. from there, then in 2023, right at the end of at the end of 2023, we're supposed to get that that new movie, ideally, the next movie. The Acolyte. Mm -hmm. uh, the Acolyte's coming. But um, the Rogue Squadron film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be stuff to promote. It'll just be interesting to see how long this Star Wars wave rides. I mean, the Marvel wave has been going for over 10 years. The Star Wars mm -hmm. wave has been going since 2015. Um, yeah. So it's. I think there's an audience for it. I think they'll move it. I think it'll be you know Orlando next year or something like that. They could mm -hmm. go back to Europe. They did one in, what was it, Germany or something? Somewhere along yeah, the middle there. So. They did a few in Europe, yeah. Yeah, so they could do that as well. But I, I definitely think it's going to be every year for for a while. I think as as weird as this sounds, and Disney has owned Lucasfilm for a decade now, like <laughs> as weird as this sounds, I feel like the ball is just getting rolling. And just so, just let's just say right now that like the sequel trilogy and Solo performed extremely, extremely like better than they actually did. You know, like I think they did right. fine, but let's just say they were all billion dollar movies and really really reignited everybody and every star wars fandom instead of kind of like splintering it off right i think lucasfilm would be like all right a movie every year two movies every year what i think happened is mandalorian became the weird hit you know not the weird hit but yep. the 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 hit unexpected. that they weren't unexpected super on necessarily. hit yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. now i think we're gonna get disney plus series like crazy you know like yeah. i think if it was the other way around. We would have got multiple movies a year, but now that might be a movie every two years, but multiple series every year. So that that might yeah. be enough just to, to sustain celebration announcements every year. Well, think about the fact that merchandise that's being sold for Star Wars now is heavily uh, Disney Plus stuff, right? It's all uh, and yeah. versus yeah. it used to be just the films where 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 you get. In fact, probably I, I don't know the numbers, but I would say that the the Mandalorian and the the Disney Plus stuff is outselling Last Jedi and Rise mm -hmm. of Skywalker stuff at this point. So yeah. keep it going, right? Keep that train going, and it's good stuff. I mean, I, we haven't we haven't not enjoyed any of it. So yeah, Disney is definitely shifting to this streaming model hot and heavy fast faster and more intense um <laughs> and that just means more content for us as the streaming wars like really heat up and as yeah. as we approach this next you know reconsolidation to what essentially is just going to be another version of cable like yep. along the way a lot of stuff's getting made and their business model then you know the new bob is really about just like moving fast with that there's actually a great episode of the verge cast that i just listened to specifically about streaming reconsolidating and all this stuff. And there's a great little piece on what Disney's doing. And as, as much as it, it bummed me out a little bit that the culture of Bob Iger is no longer there or it's shifting away from that. Uh, it got me really excited that they're clearly all in with this and there's going to be no end to the, the amount of content that we're getting practically speaking. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense that they would just, they do this thing every year, maybe 
one here, one in Europe, one somewhere else, like one in Japan, like there could be multiple a year around the world. So it is, like you said, just getting started in a way. So it's really exciting. Mm -hmm. All right, Pete, anything you want to uh, shout out before we get out of here? Anything up and coming for you specifically? Well, as far as the show goes, I uh, Run the Galaxy is uh, on the ATG Cast stream. We have a handful of shows. We do uh, we do interview shows every Thursday. There's a some guy named Adam Russell who's going to be on in a couple of weeks. He, we recorded it the other day. But yeah, we do we do interviews. We kind of the objective there is to kind of capture that magic moment when two Star Wars fans meet for the first time. And my my partner, a guy named Nick Milkey, he does a show on every other Thursday where he uh, he does sort of a deep dive and. We call, he calls it sort of a Bible study of Star Wars, but it's really kind of looking at the content that way. So, yeah, we do that. And then I do a news show, a five-minute news show every Saturday morning, which uh, no spin, no clickbait, just pick up the headlines for the week because God knows there's so much Star Wars coming out. It's hard to keep up with just uh, keeping you in the loop on that. But, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing and counting down the days to to celebration, man. I cannot wait. Good stuff. Where can folks find you and follow you on social media? You can find me on all your socials at ATGCast, uh, mostly on Twitter. I spend way too much time on Twitter. Um, and my website is ATGCast.com, where you can find all the shows, all the podcasts there as well. So Nice. If you want to follow this podcast, it is at ThankTheMakerPod on TikTok and Instagram. It's at ThankTheMaker on Twitter. If you want to support this podcast... Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod is where you can go to do that. You can hang out with us live. You can get access to the Discord server. We have exclusive merch. It's a good time, and it helps keep the lightsabers on, as they say. <laughs> also, if you're listening for the first time, because I know we have a lot of first-time listeners. We have had a lot of new listeners since, uh, since our Star Cruiser coverage, so press the subscribe button on your podcatcher of choice. Just press it. It's so much easier, because you'll know when we have a new episode, your life will be so much better. Press the button, please. Thank you. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull on social media and Nick. All my social media is at Nick Bayside and episode number 40. I can't believe I've done 40 versions of the radio radio show so far. It's, wow. I think I've only skipped one week. Or is it Most impressive. Yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this week I got tunes from uh, Weezer and Sasami and Arctic Monkeys and Pup. So if you don't know some of uh, those bands, come listen to them. And if you want more Star Wars content from us, we've got Armor Party, hosted by Mike Forrester, all about Star Wars costuming. We've got Princess and Scoundrel, hosted by Sarah and Stephen Maciel. That's about Disney and Star Wars Park going. Sarah is a travel agent. She's a great travel agent. She booked our Star Cruiser voyage. If you need help booking stuff, hit her up. Even if you don't need help, just do it anyway. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's built into the cost of your trip, and it makes it so much easier. And she's a nice, pleasant person. Holler at our girl. Pete, thanks for being here. Nick. Thanks for just, like, looking good and stuff. I try. <laughs> Ryan, we hope you're not dead for real. And until next week, may the Force be with you. 